Well, boys and gays and everything in between, this is the 10th episode of Who That Rises Up, Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. Again, I am Kenny Ray. I'm here with my good sister, Glenn Reeves. And can you believe it? We're here. Girl, we no. I, we, we actually did it. 10 episodes, and it has gotten better. I, made, I started just randomly. I listened to the first episode compared to now. Bitch, we sound like old professional pros, hoes, honey. Only because we are far from that. <laughs> right. But it just, I, from the first one, even though it was comfortable, not gonna, I feel like I'm just, I, like we were sitting around a bar, which Lord knows I can't wait for this week to end, Jesus. Um, so that I can. <laughs> well, um, listen, all right. So I'm just gonna go ahead and warn you and the rest of the boys and the gays and everybody else in between. I went and got, you know, a pedicure before the show today. And Monica, uh, my favorite uh, nail tech, was keeping my glass full as I was sipping wine and getting my feet done. So, <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Get ready for the show. Well, <laughs> you know, we always have a statement, uh, homo, that <laughs> on the show. Uh, for, for those that don't know me outside of my sister, baby, when I get drunk, it is like a party in a glass, honey. <laughs> Thank you, Father. So, um, yeah, it has been a week. I am glad that I was looking forward to episode 10. I think this was the highlight of my week. I knew we were on episode 10. Yeah. Uh, to say the least, it feels like that's... And if you think about it, d- doing this 10 weeks, it's almost three months that we've been going strong that's 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 weird to think about though it is because it feels like just yesterday i know like, honestly, it honestly feels like it, it just feels like it's flown by which i guess is a good thing yeah i mean that means we enjoy doing it because we keep coming back um and we thank all our listeners who keep doing the same um so yeah i at episode 10 here we go i uh i have some we have some fun stuff tonight and, and yeah some yeah fun- yeah not to mention, Lord, my Lord, he didn't fumble the ball, Jesus. Um, sorry, uh, the, as y'all know Thursday night football is happening live as we are uh, recording tonight, um, which leads me into one of my favorite segments, and I got some good ones because yesterday was also the NBA draft, and I saw my other baby daddy cry. We'll talk about him directly. Okay, um, <laughs> cry, honey, it does something. It just fills you up in your soul. You just, you know, he got emotions. And for a bitch that really don't cry like the cuff and clown, that did me something. <laughs> there is something about a good. There is something about a good looking man that would just cry in front of you that is like super sexy. <laughs> I mean, and you know, it was that moment of being drafted, and I, I'm gonna tell y'all who he went to. That probably will make him. He'll probably hurry up and get mad. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. But. Um, ladies and gentlemen, let's start with one of my favorites. He's actually on television right now, and I just mentioned to Kenny that I didn't realize he was so goddamn short. <laughs> he is short. He got big old lips, though. Praise, praise amen to Jesus. Uh, but we are talking about the Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback of Kyler Murray, who after last week, I was, I was a fan, but I'm just like, oh, if I see him on TV, I see him on TV. But now I, I want to watch weekly. I mm-hmm. have a desire to watch weekly. Yeah, I mean, he is he is becoming very quickly the crown prince of the NFL and his new 
uh, I, I guess you could say, um, a wave of or new guard of quarterbacks in the league. He certainly has has stepped up and is. I mean, there I've even. I mean, there's whispers of of MVP talk, <laughs> right, about him. Uh, and, and, I, and I think, but and that, I mean, that's, that's kind of the importance of this game tonight on Thursday night football against Seattle because this is his, you know, prime time, uh, prime time debut. So it's almost right. like a coming out party for him to the casual football fan who hasn't really had a chance to watch him because playing on the East Coast, I mean, excuse me, the West Coast, and and they, they weren't projected to do as well as they have. So they haven't no. gotten any prime time playing time until now. So I, I, like, one thing I will say, what, the thing that I find so remarkable about him is that he is an amazing pocket passer. His arm is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's got good, he's got good decision making, but he is so incredibly athletic and elusive in the open field. And honestly, I, I, I and I've heard this description but from a couple of sports pundits over the week. But I, I agree as somebody that's old enough to remember seeing Barry Sanders play. He's yes. just as elusive as Barry Sanders. Yes, it's, it's, I will agree with that. Yeah, it's deceptive elusiveness. Like it doesn't, it, it, it's just, it's just, it, it's almost like this anticipation of what a defender is going to mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I seen him last week, because I, if you notice, I did watch the last few minutes of the Buffalo Bills Arizona Cardinals game, um, and buff, half of the Buffalo players were already in the locker room. <laughs> like, oh, bitch, we won! And <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, the ball went up, and DeAndre Hopkins said when they interviewed him, he knew he was going to catch it. But to watch the, that boy, they all knew it was going to be a hail mary. And the one rule of hail mary is knock the fucking ball down. That is what you do. There were three different, well, and Kyler Murray was amazing. And I was like, "Well, that was that ended awkwardly for for Buffalo." Well, we'll start. We'll just start, let's just but take a step back though, and just the fact that he had to elude two uh, two rushers, and he threw that ball like I think he was. I mean, he was he, he was like with, with three defenders on him. So exactly. I honestly feel like, besides the fact that you know, Andre, obviously DeAndre Hopkins made an incredible catch. Um, a generational catch, frankly, but about nobody that. else, nobody else could have gotten that th- that pass off in the league except for Kyler Murray. Yep. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, I watched him single handedly. Even watching him tonight, um, you can tell, like you said earlier, it's going to be a high scoring game. I'm I'm quite I'm quite impressed. Well, what? even though he's a, he's a baby daddy of the week, I still think he looks like a muppet. <laughs> Did you just say Muppet Ho? I did. (laughs) (laughs) I see him. I just say Muppet Babies. (laughs) (laughs) We've been drinking and this episode. Here we go. That's it. (laughs) Uh, So yes. uh, yeah, he is short, but apparently they were saying that I know he got drafted by the Oakland A's and hopefully maybe he might play this year. I was like, y'all are doing too goddamn much. In my Listen, they can say all that all they want to, like on ESPN and the pundits or whatnot. But let me tell you what the Cardinals are going to do. <laughs> they get their hands together. They're going to call him to the office and close the door and tell him, let me tell you something. Um, <laughs> what you're not about to do? What you're not about to do? <laughs> <laughs> what you not about to do? 
<laughs> listen, look, Kenny, listen here, player. Right. <laughs> listen here, player. I, all that baseball shit, that's real cute. When we first drafted you, it was real, you know, it was a, it was a headline talker. But what you're not yeah. about to do is that right there. You better sit your ass down is what you're about to do and come back in August and, and train the cap in July and play goddamn football. You're not about to go right. bats and no balls. That's not what we do. That was Bo Jackson. Last right. time I to do it, you will not be doing it. You will not be and, the third. Mm-mm. And Bo Jackson, Bo Jackson was not an NFL quarterback. So no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you are not difference. doing that. You are not doing that foolishness. So I mean, they just showed a picture of him, you know, a little highlight. I was like, oh, that's cute. But sit your ass down, play Arizona. They playing you a lot of money to throw a football, bro. You better do right. it. So give him, a, give him a trophy and call it a day. Like it's still. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And if they happen to win NFC <laughs> West, they they what? They won maybe three games last year. Um, Arizona. Oh, they they like, yeah. yeah, no Arizona. The Cardinals. Oh, 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 oh. The AFC West. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember how what, what they did. They like three games last year, but I know they were sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they were sorry as hell. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna switch gears because we're gonna stay in football a little bit and talk about. I call them uh, chocolate with soul, white chocolate with soul, honey. Oof. Um, Who are you talking about? He plays wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Now I've oh, never thought about it. moving up north <laughs> to the cold and and the skull and all that shit that they holler on TV. You know, mama's not that kind of girl, honey. I'm just not. And I got a man. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but goddamn, he fine. <laughs> and you know, if you put purple on the on a man's ass, it looks amazing. <laughs> Anyhow, ladies and gentlemen, we are referring to Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. As everyone knows, uh, they played on Monday Night Football this past week, which uh, they won 19 to 13, uh, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. It was Adam Thielen's, he caught two touchdown passes. It was his first and second, of course, on Monday Night Football, period. They've been on before, but he's never caught a pass. Um, and the just the jubilation and the, and the sweat and, the, and um, yeah, all of that. I, yeah, but I watch this man play football week to week to week to week, and not only is he athletic, he also beat the Saints, but he <laughs> is daily goddamn fine, and he is single. Pray oh, I him. didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, Adam Thielen is never is not going to blow anybody away with his. Oh no. But he is he is a, an amazing route runner, which is the reason he's able to keep uh, to to separation. And he's got great hands. Um, I'm not I'm not necessarily into him as much as you do. He looks a little vanilla to me. He Ma'am. looks a little. <laughs> Excuse me. I it looks, I, it looks I, like he's going to ask me to go camping and rough it. And I'm you know I'm not about that life. No, but if he's gonna bend my over a tree or something, I'm not going to see there. I'm just saying. He got pl- that man got plenty of money. He can ask me to do whatever the fuck he wants me to do. I'm just saying. Hey, listen, honey. Uh, but yes, he's an amazing route runner. And watching, like I said, I, the, the Vikings have won their last three to four games. But um, at the hands of Adam Thielen and their quarterback that shall not be named, bless him. Uh, I can't stand Kirk Cousins. Um, I don't me either. <laughs> but they, I do. I am impressed. Like you said, he's he reminds me of like Julian Edelman and um, 
uh, a few other quarterbacks, especially that are not great. Even even Emmanuel Sanders are the same speed, but they're not like gonna blow you away like the Michael Thomases and the uh, mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins and those people. You know, so that's what they they kind of remind you of those. Um, so absolutely, he is great. I just like I said. I meant on the mere fact that that ass and he was dearly fine. Lord have mercy. <laughs> so if I had to choose between watching Kyler Murray and Adam Thielen, you rest the shout. <laughs> I'm watching Adam Thielen, honey. Can you that's, that his name is, is Thielen? It, it just what's your last name, Mrs. Thielen? So you know they know you no got Lord. a white husband. They know you got a white husband. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you do have uh, a white husband. Ain't about actually all that. See how you remember shit like that? <laughs> See, that's what you do. This is a this is a happy forum, honey. <laughs> Love you, babe. Um, that is true. I do have a white husband over in the great state of Alabama. I think I like the old country rough uh, rural rough Alabama, Minnesota. It, it, I told you. It, uh, like, well, at least this one got a degree. You know, most of them um, don't have degrees. Uh, no, you know, like, you just you just want them to look like they don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, I we get in a dark alley, bitch. I need to be protected. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> um, or I need to be the like I said, an NFL wife going to football games, apparently in Minnesota. Because you know in Minnesota I can wear fire. Oh child. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. So moving on to my final baby daddy, which I'm very proud of him. I have watched highlights of him, you know, last year because he was there last year. Um and coming up to this year, because, of course, back men's basketball didn't play this year, but also watching him get drafted yesterday, um, Obi Tappan, uh, who plays for the Dayton Flyers, who I will say, I had to read a story. I listened to it. You know, even during the draft, they tell the backstory. They make you want to cry and shit. And Mama, not all about that. But uh, he did not receive a Division One A uh, scholarship at all. Um but he was drafted by none other than the New York Knicks. <laughs> Ooh. Well, uh, well, first of all, let me just say, y'all, as we preluded to earlier, when I watched him got drafted, I even teared up because this boy boohooed the ugly cry. Like, okay. it was real bad. And I was just like, okay, bro. But then all, all 1,400 of his family members so like they just came up to. I was like, see, this is why we got Roman. Oh, you motherfuckers not supposed to be in the room together. <laughs> but. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he, he's elusive, he's athletic, and he can dunk. But the one thing that I can say about him is anybody that maybe that can help the New York Knicks franchise, I'm all about it. Now, do I like the Knicks? Absolutely not. But the Knicks have been god-awful for years, and Obi Tappan can do it. Um, averaging 22 points a game. Um, and he says that if he can dunk, his exact words yesterday was, if I can dunk, you guarantee I will. I'm not just going to lay it up. I will dunk. I said, oh. I mean, I hear you, and you you know, it's nice. It, no, no, I mean, that that is very true, but... Uh, got that big old booty, too. Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Focus, bitch. Focus. Anywho, um, let's just be honest. Like, Let's be real. Like, the Knicks are doomed and will always be doomed as long as James Dolan is, is the, owner in the head exactly. office of that of that team. Like, and for the Knicks fans and New Yorkers out there 
who are trying to remain loyal to the Knicks because, I mean, I understand. I get it. It's a storied program for whatever reason. And, but, I mean, come on. Y'all have got to be exhausted. <laughs> I, I got to be. I, mean, I, I, like, I honestly, like, I hear anytime people bring up the Knicks because, I mean, I've heard whispers they're talking about Russell Westbrook or other things of that nature. And it's just like, okay, but yeah, James Dolan is still there. He's going to find a way to screw it up. Ain't it like the devil going, I mean, God going, nope, won't be doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Won't be doing I mean, it. It's, I mean, it's, it's literally like, it is the, it is literally like the basketball version of Jerry Jones. Yeah. Like it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just, and watching, like I said, he, you know, he's one of those men that he was like, I'm from the boogie down Bronx. I was like, Oh God, okay. you my well, moment bo- every time. Well, boogie your ass right back down to him and sell the right. damn team, make a couple billion dollars because I'm sure they're worth about that. And, and because I'm sure Spike Lee will find a, find somebody to buy that motherfucker. Spike Lee and uh, 900 other people they got to add to it. But yeah, <laughs> as long as James Dolan and his non-Black Lives Matter movement, and well, you know, you we will not say anything. Um, as long as he owns the team, that's just like the uh, former owner of the Clippers, Jerry Jones. As long as these men are in charge of what I like to call the good old boys, that's kind of what they are. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Knicks are doomed. And like I said, I, as I said in the last week's episode, I'm all about a good underdog. You know, you know, because you get tired of seeing the same motherfuckers win. Um, but yeah, I like I said, Obi is good. I mean, Goody's going home, but he's going home to play with whom? Yeah, exactly. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about that. I was like, you, you cannot be the savior of the New York Knicks. Right. They, jo- they, they, they drafted R.J. Barrett, but he didn't. I mean, you can only do so much. And they, they said that Tom Thibodeau, who is now their head coach, was a A, a plus hire. Okay. I mean, I'll bite. Sure. But mm-hmm. you're doing as long as James Dolan is in charge. I, you said it first. Yeah. No. It's like like what it said in the color purpose. Long as it, until you do right by me, uh-huh. nothing good will come to you. Oh, good reference. That's a good one. God <laughs> wants you to sell sell the Knicks. So God is <laughs> look. God is Miss Sealy. <laughs> the Knicks are Miss Sealy, and James Dolan is Mister. <laughs> Listen, uh, so all the so all the white people that maybe listen to us, <laughs> Seely was the character that was played by Whoopi Goldberg in the movie. Uh, the color purple, purple, honey. Mister was her force, the husband that was forced upon her. He was played by the legendary Danny Glover. <laughs> it is a staple. If you haven't seen it, which I'm surmised most of you have it, I suggest you watch it. I, you know, it's that movie. You know, instant episode. I feel like every time that movie comes, I always catch it when she running, when Suge is running down the dirt road and she can run to save Mister. I'm that bitch that would have fell just so that she could have killed Mister because I didn't put in the goddamn time. <laughs> That's what I, I I'd have fell out two or four more times. Keep playing that African music y'all doing, honey. I'm not coming. Up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm back now. I left it for a second. But yes, um, congrats to Obi Chapman. Actually, all the NBA players, who I'm sure we'll get to as far as the draft is concerned going into the end of the week. But congrats to all of you, especially that fine as light skin. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so <laughs> uh, that does conclude my baby dad's of the week. I am very, like I said, I'm watching Kyler right now. Uh, Obi, congrats to you. 
Mama sitting here in New Orleans, just don't come here. Cause, and you could play for the Pelicans, which I was hoping they would draft you, but that didn't happen. Um, but, um, yeah, congrats. Okay. Yeah. So right. did you want to do, I know. Well, I know we talked, yeah, like, I, I, we talked about, we're going to we're switch, we're switch it up a little bit this week and go yeah, right into history of the week. Did. Right. Yeah, because uh, we do have a a, a, a a somewhat serious subject to discuss. Uh, Did you see the, the latest uh, news earlier today that the state of Louisiana is looking into it as well? I have not seen that, but I, I the kind of governor and the state happen. of Louisiana have sent have sent folks up the street because they didn't go very far. But I go ahead and tell about it. But they went their asses up the street to investigate as well. <laughs> Well, so this week, for those who haven't seen it, uh, the USA Today uh, published this article um, off of investigation of sexual misconduct within LSU's. uh, Well, it's centered around the athletic department, um, but it did focus on the apathy and difference towards sexual misconduct at the university generally. But of course, it's centered around the athletic department and the football team. Um, and, and specifically, they noted nine different players, LSU football players, that have been reported for sexual min- misconduct and nothing had happened um, at all. And two particular players that they, uh, that they focus on, Darius Geis and Drake Davis. And I, the, one, the part that just jumped out at me, at, at me the most was they, had, they found that Drake Davis admitted <laughs> to one of the deputy athletic directors at LSU in a text message that he had beat up his girlfriend and, uh, and, 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 and was and admitted to, to domestic violence. Essentially, I think he said something about punching his girl or kicking her or whatever the case may be. Um, and the athletic director didn't do anything about it. He didn't report it. He didn't, he, he did nothing. And the only reason why it came to light was because this young lady went to the police. The police got a warrant to seize this athletic director's phone. And that's how they found the text messages. And it just got me thinking to thinking about the subject on, on, on a broader scale of this, this, this indifference towards abuse that seems to be coupled or married to toxic masculinity. Mm. And it just, and, and, it's, and, it's, and, and it's a very sensitive subject to me personally, just because, you know, as a gay man in, a, in the African-American community, I felt like I've been disrespected my entire life by the concept of toxic masculinity and manly men and, and this this very myopic and Neanderthal way of looking at what masculinity is. And it leads to directly to things like this, where the first instinct is to look at um, if one to 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 disbelieve the accuser. And two, to give the benefit of the doubt to the accused. And to I'm the not accused, saying, right. Right. And I'm not saying, of course, there's due process and, and those things and you're innocent until proven guilty, but you have to at least get past the first step <laughs> and, and, and at least do the investigation. 
or 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 listen to the allegations and explore them for the truth that may or may not be there. Um, and and it's just something that I'm sick and tired of because it's it, it's, it's it seems like it's literally like dissolving, <laughs> like uh, the the it's a cancer in, in, in society. If you ask me, it's that serious. I mean, if you just look at, at Donald Trump and, and, and his supporters and these things, like it's just, it's rampant. This, this concept of toxic masculinity. And I absolutely, I just, I just, I just cannot stand it. Um, and it took me a long time to get there. I, I listen, I'm a, an avid fan of all things purple and gold. Um, now, our athletic director, mm, burning a fire, nobody probably would give a damn because he's about as dumb as the ground we walk on. Um, but just like Donald Trump supporters, the the alumni of LSU, especially because of how much money they give and they want their sports to succeed, will mm-hmm. believe him into the ends of the earth um, without any fault or anything. And as the report came out today that Governor John Bell Edwards, who, for those of you who don't know, is the governor of Louisiana, um, who all his kids are going to LSU right now, shockingly, but mm-hmm. um, sent our federal investigation in um, to, to invest. Then, of course, interviewing Coach O, um, also, um, Jay Lewis, who was an ex-tennis player of LSU, um, that's stating that the coach lied about Drake Davis's abuse allegations. So it's 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 it, it's a lot, um, especially imposed on an entire program that has storied itself in in history, it, it, to yeah. speak. I mean, it's kind of, and I and I feel bad for the, you know, some of the honest, the, I mean, the honest players and the players that work really hard because, you know, I mean, they, the 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 ones that may may still be remain from the championship last year. This is supposed to be their year as defending mm-hmm. champions, and it's just like it's it has not gone well for LSU. No. But let me tell you, let me tell you. Unfortunately, like this is going to get much worse before it gets better. Oh, absolutely. But it's an overall thing. As I was reading about it, it becomes this overall thing. It has has put a dark cloud on what has already been a very dark year for the A, the defending national champions. Of course, on top of Will Wade, the basketball coach who can't seem to do right. You get what I'm saying? With all his allegations that are going on. Um, Hell, the only one that has done good is uh, Nikki Vargas, who was the women's basketball coach. You ain't heard shit about her. Because um, in uh, that, I wonder, I wonder why why she <laughs> is the only one that's like, right. <laughs> you know, I just uh, it, you it, know. So, but like I said, our our athletic director, be it far from, I'm sure, like some actor or maybe most, y- your believers will follow you to the end of the earth until they show otherwise, and still will make an excuse for you. Uh, Hence why Will Wade wasn't fired from LSU um, amidst all his other stuff because the AD was like, well, we stand behind him. Well, guess what? So do we. <laughs> guess what? And so it's that same thing. And Coach O said something in USA Today um, when the story broke that he wasn't aware. And now, 
well, from everything that I've read so far, that seems to be bearing trip. Right. That is, very that's what I was going to say. That, that, that Coach O sincerely did not know about uh, a lot of these things that were going on. And I, and I don't have – one thing I will say about Coach O is he does not strike me as a, a, a man without honor. And I truly believe that, that, that I will say. And the fact that I said that to somebody else when we talked about it, because they was like, oh, your boys at LSU having trouble. When I look at Coach O, the love that he has for that program and how badly he wants to be there, even at this horrible season that we're having, of course we lost 32 players. But anyway, that man does not strike me as, well, hell, I didn't know. I'm just going to tell the media I know about it, but in my head, such as someone we know at the great Ohio State University knew Mm. about it all. You get what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So he doesn't strike me as that. Call him out, Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah, huh? He knew. Uh, he knew. He, knew. he doesn't care. Him right there. Him, him right there. Him, him upstairs. He knew damn um, well what was going on. Exactly. But Coco doesn't strike me as that kind of person. As I said no. again. So with that being said, I'm on the side of Coach at the moment. Now the rest of the motherfuckers, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna keep listening and keep watching. But for my football team, it, it, especially Coach O. I, I'm going to just go with, okay, let's just keep listening. But as you said earlier, it's going to get a lot worse for it, get a lot better for this LSU program. And I'm going to say this as easy as, as I can for the people, the alumni writing the checks and the president of LSU. Our athletic director, it's time for him to go. Well, I'll take it. I'll take He's it. He's like uh, the Mitch McConnell of college football. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus, I want that Ooh. man to go. Oh, Lord. Ugh. Now, I, I'll, I'll take it a step further. Um, I think that it is time for people to really examine this concept of boys will be boys. And, oh. uh, and, 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 and there is, there is a sense of, uh, there's a sense that it, it, I don't understand why it's so difficult to hold men accountable for their actions and there's always an excuse that that is accepted based on some kind of male privilege and it's just time for that to go it really Uh is time for it really is time for a real a reassessment of what masculinity really is and the subjectiveness of it and the subjectiveness of gender expression and i think that would lead to more equality and respect, um, and I just—it's just a lot of barriers that that, that it's, so so yeah, the hammer is going to come down on them. It's going to happen, and, and I'm sorry that it ha- it's going to happen to that program because I know that my you know my friend loves the, it, it loves like you said bleeds purple and gold, but it's going to happen. And unfortunately, the thing is that that I noticed that the trend is. These changes come incrementally, like in incremental, like steps throughout these programs. As one by one, they get exposed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I mean, I can speak for my school, Alabama. Like one, the reason why they 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 quelled all this because they've already been through this scandal. This <laughs> this has already happened at Alabama. Exactly. And, 
And afterwards, of course, they put in all these safeguards and these protocols and things of this nature. So especially, you know, Nick Saban don't play that shit. So, yeah, like, yeah, he and the same thing will happen to LSU. We just see how bad it's going to be before they get through it. And how they handle it. Mm -hmm. So good how they handle it. So um, Tigers, I'm pulling for you, but I, I just we wait and see. Yeah. Uh, and each day just seems like there's something new. And the new, you get what I'm saying? There's something yeah. new and the new isn't any good and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. Uh um, oh, it's, it's not going to. It's not no, going it's to not. Just, you know, sit back and let and, and, and just and just watch and watch the show as far as I can. Right. Um so yeah. Um well we'll go into our picks of last week, right? No, let's just uh, let's continue on with the history of the week because I want to let's let's move on to the NBA because it's been exciting. Uh, I want to get yeah. I, I want to get back to the foolishness. <laughs> yes. So on a funnier, the NBA had a uh, draft yesterday. Uh-huh. What were you gonna say? And oh, they had. Well, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, they I'll, had draft yesterday and free agency, not free agency, but trades. So I'll let. You go ahead and start, and then we'll 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 just chime off each other, which is great because now we're both drinking a lot at this point. <laughs> okay. Well, listen, because I was going to start with uh, with the breaking news today, and poor Clay Thompson. Oh, my baby, my baby, my baby. Poor Clay Thompson. I still think. Well, you know what? Like he's put on a little weight from the injury last year, and so weight looks good on him. He doesn't look quite so undercooked. Ooh, he looks like he is a full meal and a plate. Well, he don't have. I just want to hug him. Well, he because he needs one. <laughs> he I'm needs coming, one baby. So if you you know for if you haven't heard, Clay Thompson uh, injured himself playing a game of pickup basketball, and they announced today that and confirmed that he did tear his Achilles, and so he's going to have surgery and he'll be out for yet another season. And as you recall, he missed last season due to an an ACL tear. Um, And one, I feel sorry for him because he he genuinely is a really good player. And he's a good person. Like, I I, I truly feel like that. Um, I mean, and, you know, his his ability to spread the floor, his perimeter defense, which is second to none. Um, He's not spending our money on stupid shit. Right. And he's just his work. His workhorse, his workhorse, you know, attitude is is invaluable, and I frankly feel like this signals the end of the Warriors dynasty. I, oh yeah, I, I don't see them competing in the West anymore without him. No, because even bringing Steph Curry back after his injury um, from last season, I, I just don't see it. I don't, because that was the Splash Brothers. One could do it, the other one could do it. You get what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly, exactly. The Splash Brothers, not like you didn't know Splash who to defend. <laughs> well, and then on top of that, though, you know, Steph Curry is a little older, and he's fragile. Like you know, he's having trouble staying healthy himself. Um, you still got Andrew Wiggins, of course, and they have Draymond Green, who he's not in his prime any longer. Um, they did draft uh, uh, James Wiseman. Um, mm-hmm. And you know he's 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 very athletic, good player. But he's a big man, seven one, uh, a seven one guy. So, but I, I I feel like they brought him in to kind of take some of the load, the dirty work, if you will, off of Draymond Green. So they still have the problem with 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 the perimeter defense that's going to be lacking, um, the the perimeter shooting. 
it's, I, 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 there's a I lot of problems like, that I see. Right. I without feel Clay like, Thompson. Yeah, I feel like this signals to me that the league still belongs to LeBron James and the Lakers. Right, and I just got an alert on my phone, literally just as we were talking, that Kelly Oubre, um, who yesterday was traded, I mean, a few days ago, I'm sorry, was traded from in the trade with CP3 to Oklahoma City, has now been traded to the Warriors. As we all know, Kelly Oubre was on the Phoenix Suns last season, then got traded to OKC as part of that trade with Ricky Rubio and company. Now he got traded to the Golden, Golden State Warriors. Yet again, though, you know, we're not Kevin Durant. We're not the Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, um, Clay Thompson of the last three to four years that we've seen. We're, we don't have those boys. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. Um, and they were still expected to compete when Clay Thompson got back. Um, but unfortunately, that was not it. Um, so yeah. our hearts go out to him. Um, hopefully, I doubt it, but maybe if they make the playoffs, we'll see him then. Um, no, you won't see not not within Achilles. Huh? He's he's gone. No, no, he's um, a, you won't see him till next year. But you know, he uh, did he sign a max deal last year, or did are we waiting? Were we waiting? Um, I think he signed a deal. I don't think he signed a max deal. I think they signed Steph Curry to the max deal. So right. So what I was thinking was, and I mean, now that you say that, we may have seen Clay Thompson for the last time in a Golden State Warriors uniform. Uh, that's interesting. We'll see. That's I don't know. Tactic, right? I won't go as far as say that, but yeah, you know, but you know, he's not. He's he's not going to return the same. I mean, no. he's going to coming back after two years of missing basketball, um, and you know that that's just difficult for anybody. So, you know, I don't know. I, I think that I think that after this year, I mean, they may be looking to go into a rebuild mode. Depending, we on are yes, absolutely. But, um, um, well, y- yesterday we got uh, NBA draft happened, and congrats to all drafted. LaMelo Ball went to the Charlotte Hornets. Mm. <laughs> I got something, I got something to say. I got to, I, I want to talk, I want to talk about that because <laughs> listen, you know, I, I, well, first of all, let's talk about Michael Jordan and the Charlotte Hornets. Because for those who don't know, Michael Jordan is the president of basketball operations. And I, I don't know if he's the majority owner of the team. I know he's in the ownership group. He mm-hmm. may be. I don't, he may be the majority owner. I'm not quite sure. All I know is that Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan of bad <laughs> Uh, uh, of, of bad basketball operations managers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is just yeah, not, he's awful. He, he is just not good at this at all. And and generally, the reason why I mean, you know, yeah, th- this was this was the 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 most quiet NBA draft I remember in my memory. Just I mean, mainly because I mean, obviously, we didn't have you know March Madness and college and college basketball this year. Um, but on top of that, you know, the, the way that the way that that the NBA disregards college basketball is got in this one and done year is no longer it's no longer a hope draft. Whereas, you know, in the NFL, there is hope surrounding the draft. Like you're hoping to you have hope that you're going to pick somebody that's going to come in and make an immediate impact on your team. Now, mm-hmm. the you 
everybody that is drafted their projects like they're they are they are they're 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 raw clay like they're all raw um and so it's one of those things where it's like it's not all that exciting because you don't really see standout stars in the draft anymore but as no far you as, don't i mean as far and as far as lamelo ball goes i mean like lamelo ball <laughs> He he submitted like a social media portfolio to all the prospective teams that could have picked him, <laughs> showing his social media influence and things that uh, nature. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. That was my response. I was like, who the fuck cares? Like, <laughs> like is that is that what we've come to now? Like, I yeah, and, and not to mention, I mean, like, I, I think he does have. I think he is. I think he has a, a good team player. I think he's a better passer than his brother. Um, all both of the ball children. I don't know if it's because of you know Levar Ball's their father's training or whatnot, but their mechanics. Yeah, well, their mechanics and their shooting is just janky, and so like all these team these teams have to figure out whether or not they're just going to let them ride with their jacked up shooting motions, or are they going to deconstruct it and hope that they can teach them a better way to do it. Um, he he is not going to blow any way, anybody away with his athleticism either, which is a mm-hmm. much bigger deal. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good for him. Like, you know, congratulations to the Ball family for being able to pull this off, getting two sons mm-hmm. drafted in the NBA. But, I mean, does anybody think the Hornets are going to be any good this year? <laughs> Have they been any good in the last few years? Have they been any good? Period. Right. <laughs> like, under, the, right under the tutelage of Michael Jordan, the Hornets haven't been good since Larry Johnson. Yeah, fair assumption. Yeah. <laughs> fair assumption. <laughs> fair assumption. Uh, like, yeah, we haven't seen a good Hornets team since Grandma Ma days with Larry Johnson back in what? Yeah, the, the early nineties. Early nineties, yeah. Yeah, with uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Muggsy Bogues and all of them. Muggsy yeah, Bogues, right. <laughs> well, that told us how old I am. Um, <laughs> my old ass remember that is rude and disrespectful. I'm just gonna say that anyway. Um, okay, you remember also, Space Jam? Huh? You remember my Space Jam? Oh God, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm about to go shake my ass this weekend. Make sure I feel young again or something. Make sure you again. Yeah, make sure I still got it. And so, then something look, Kenny. When Monday happens, ooh, bitch, I ain't got it. I ain't got it like I used okay. to. Okay, okay. Like, uh, yeah, shake your ass at twelve o'clock. Go be like, oh, girl, I ain't yeah, go to ooh, bed. all right, go to bed. <laughs> Get your uh, hands off me, I'm, me, bitch. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> shit, be turning off lights and shit, running through the house. <laughs> For all, for all the gays and boys and all things between me and my sister have this running joke that we used to go out and we were the queens of the night, honey. God rest in peace to Whitney Houston. Uh, we used to turn the party, honey. Um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think her house never saw her for three days. She would stay with me. Um, okay. I guess my neighbors did think I had a house guest or a hoe at the house. I don't know which one they did because we were just, we just coming in and out. But um, we would go out till t- we'd be out till 4 30, 3 4 o'clock in the morning. I mean, Hard all day long, day drinking, toe up drunk. And one day, I think we at work both to each other on a Monday called each other and said, Okay, bitch, so we're gonna have to do something new. We're gonna do something completely new. And we set a curfew for our asses at 8 30, 9 o'clock. Now, on the random night, we forget what time it is. 
you right. know, as, as as women, we do forget what time it is, and we're like, oh, okay, never mind, don't worry about it, girl. We have a good time. But right, most exactly. nights, about eight thirty, nine o'clock, we were like, oh, girl, all right, <laughs> all right look, okay, I'm gonna see you later. Look, <laughs> okay, well, call the bitch when you get. Let, call the bitch, let me know you made it home. I'm about to look, bitch. I, look, Ken, I took a, took a shower, put my gown on, honey, ready to go. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying. So, but yes, I also just got alert on my phone, Kenny, that Ricky Rubio was traded back to the Minnesota Timberwolves from whence he started way back in the day. So OKC decided not to keep none of the players they got from uh, from OKC to begin with. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what they're doing, but all right. So Ricky Rubio is not back in Minnesota. So remember, he started there when his career first started. He was traded back to. He was traded to. Um, he went to Phoenix. And then now he went to Utah, and now he's back in Minnesota. I said, oh, "Okay, y'all did all that for what?" I think I think he would have done well in Utah, but either way, I mean, so go figure. Um, but yeah, so we saw so a flurry of. Wait, let me talk about this real quick. James uh-huh. Harden, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I was going to bring that up too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will officially be on the record that yes, I am a James Harden uh, Harden hater. I you know I, James Harden is starting to work on every fucking nerve I ever have have reserved for stupid people. I don't like her. I don't. What, what so is happening? You know the question I Let's talk about this. Let's just talk about it. All right, so you got two years left on your deal. Um, the Houston Rockets offer you fifty million dollars a year to stay with that team, you tell them no and turn them down because you want to go to Brooklyn and pay with, play with Kevin Durant. Now, the reason why this is particularly stupid is because, again, you have two years left on your deal and you signal to the team that you're with that you're trying to break up with them. So, all of the leverage resides with the Houston Rockets. So, mm-hmm. what they're going to do is they're going to test the market and they're going to demand prime rates to trade James Harden. So now you put yourself in a position that any time that actually, that any team that actually wants to make a run at you is going to have to really basically give up the farm to get you and take over your expensive contract, which is frankly likely not going to happen. So your ass is probably going to end up back in Houston again next year. Um, and, and, and this trade that you're trying to push to get to Brooklyn can we just talk about the fact that Brooklyn has uh, had, will have to make some really tough decisions. Now, rumor has it that KD was pushing for and wants James Harden and wants him to get rid of everybody else, including Kyrie Irving, because you cannot. I, I mean, I, I don't I don't usually make such such broad proclamations like this, but I just do not see any way in hell that Kyrie Irving, James Harden and and Kevin Durant working on the same roster. And I know on paper, at all, think, oh, yeah, you think, oh, it's, it's three superstars like that. You know, they're a new super team, whatever the case may be. But James Harden and Kyrie Irving are ball stoppers. They're ball centric mm-hmm. players, and, and 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 they're high volume shooters. And on top of that, you've got the best scorer in Kevin Durant to ever touch a basketball. How the fuck is that going to work? <laughs> it, it's just impossible. Now, if they, for some reason, were able to put together some kind of situation where Brooklyn's willing to give up Kyrie and picks and a couple of role players 
if they're willing to give all that up to get James Harden, then fine, you know, take your shot and deal with the consequences. But I don't really see anybody being willing to do that. He's going to have to wait out this contract and, and go from there. If you couldn't work with Russell Westbrook, which, well, that, as y'all can see, that didn't work well either. What well, are you going who, – who has worked well with Russell Westbrook? Nobody! <laughs> <laughs> all the stars around him seem to align, and then a year later they all seem to fall apart. Why? Because you are difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. And you know what your mom always say: if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck, bitch, guess what? It's a duck. You are the problem. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to believe, and that's the same thing when they were saying, well, Russell Westbrook will now, because Charlotte was trying to trade for him. First of all, you will be by yourself because there's nothing in Charlotte but you at this point. You get what I'm saying? I don't think so great for you. No, right. But the same thing goes kind of in that James Harden Houston situation. You could have wait if you had enough stamp approval and all this other bullshit, you could have said, well, Russell got to go. I'm sure you got some pull in the front office. Hell, they wanted you to stay there through mm-hmm. all the disappointment. And like the Houston GM said, I don't, I don't mind making it uncomfortable. Well, that could prove as a disaster for your team. But okay, yep. I'll bite. If you do that, then Russell got to go and you keep James. Okay, so then y'all are both by yourself again. It doesn't seem to work. And if you send, if, if Houston GM sends him to Brooklyn for any reason, I guarantee you, just like the Miami Heat did in year one of the, the big three, it's going to flop like a big ass pancake. It's not well, going to work. I can't even call, I can't even call the first year with the big three in Miami a flop because they did make the NBA finals. And it was just a situation where they ran up against a better San Antonio team. No, Dallas, yeah. I'm sorry, a better Dallas, Dallas team. Um, and Dirk Nowitzki was just having one of his uh, MVP caliber year. So, I mean, I don't see that as a failure. I see that would be a failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like you but, said, Kyrie hogs the ball. And then when he don't get the ball, we throw in a tantrum. Right. KD likes the ball, so when he does get it, there's no guarantee he's going to give it back. <laughs> you get what Which, I'm saying? So we're running that. This train is getting worse all over again. Mm. There's well, no one uh, in the East and the Milwaukee except for Milwaukee right now in Miami. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, no, so, I hear you. I hear you. Like, so, like I said, so this with the like, you know, we'll we'll, we'll move on, but but mark my words, both Russell Westbrook and James Harden are going to be are going to end up bitter and sully and 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 resentful, and the asses going to be in Houston next year, <laughs> looking at each other. With teams like right, right, looking at each other, <laughs> mad as hell, mad as hell. That's what's going to happen. So look, Kenny, what we going to do? What you going to do? <laughs> Whoa, what you gonna do? No, what you gonna do? Right, that's what's about to happen. So look, how about both of you motherfuckers catch the play play basketball and get paid all this money? You get what I'm saying? Um on a on a on an upswing to NBA though, um big congratulations to now female assistant Teresa Witherspoon, who is the eighth female coach in the NBA sitting on the sidelines this year. Uh, with Stan Van Gundy in New Orleans. Um, the women are on the move in the NBA. Um, well, you know, 
That is the brilliance of the NBA, I will say, is that they stay on the cutting edge of the times and the trends and whatnot. And if there's any league that's going to set, it's going to be the 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 game changer or at least push the envelope towards, you know, advancement or evolution, it's going to be the NBA. And I'm very right. proud of them for that. Like, I'm very proud of them. Um, and I kind of feel like, uh, do we ever find out what's the, what is the female assistant's name in um, San Antonio that Greg Popovich? Becky Hammond. Yeah. Becky Hammond. I, I, I truly feel like she's going to be the first NBA head coach. Yep. She, and she's probably, like you said already, she was probably being groomed to take over for Pop. Mm-hmm. And I can see that I because so. the, the players have the trust and respect from She's been around them from jump. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? But, like I said, the big ups to what I call now Uncle Adam, um, Adam Silver, um, for, <laughs> for doing his thing. Because, like Uncle you said, Adam, they still. Uncle Adam. Is, Uncle that Adam. Stick? is that going to stick? Yeah. Is that going to stick? Yeah, we got a new sure one. Is. That's yeah. a new one. Okay. That's so we, got, we got Uncle Adam and, and, and Swag Daddy. Pat Rather. And Swag Daddy. Pat Rather. Uncle Adam is doing his thing. He is Uncle showing Adam that Silver. he. Yeah, he is doing his thing. He is showing that, you know what? We're going to be the League of Innovation, League of Change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make it happen as best as we can. Um, so, like I said, it, even to, she will sit on – because last year she was uh, uh, assistant coach of player development with the two-way players. So she only was at practices and shit like that. Now she is sitting front and center right next to Stan Van Gundy. So big ups to her for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm proud of that. That's eight women total that's in the NBA right now. That, on the sidelines. That's so yeah. big of song Adam. You know, I'm gonna keep saying that till like till it just it just makes me feel good, honey. It's, it's gonna catch. That. It's gonna catch. Makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Moving on to uh Lord have mercy. The NFL. Yes. So I we kind of laughed about this the other day, but I, I'm excited to talk about the rise and the fall. And when I say that the rise didn't expect to rise. And the fall of some teams that, well, we didn't see falling. Mm-hmm. Um, and and right now, kind of a good roundabout state of the NFL at the moment. I absolutely would love to talk about the rise of, as we see, watch on TV, Colin Murray and the Cardinals, and of one of the good rises of the Miami Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And um, <laughs> so, I mean, as far as, like, looking at the AFC and the Miami Dolphins, there's Nine teams in the AFC with the record of six and three or better, which is insane. Because <laughs> uh-huh. um, we know as an, as of right now, they haven't they haven't they haven't finalized their plans to expand the, the NFL playoff, but there is talks of it. So for the time being, only seven of these teams are going to go to the playoffs, right? Um, and so the rise of Miami is interesting because they are very much one in contention to win the AFC East, thanks in large, large part to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals beating the Bills last week. Um, and I, I, under, under the play of their very efficient and situationally efficient, I should say, young quarterback, Tua Tungvaloa, um, who is really showing the, 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 the same talent that we saw from him in Alabama. And did you hear this week? He was, uh, he did an interview. He he said, well, he said, you know, honestly, I thought the NFL would be a lot harder. (laughs) And, you know, all the old (laughs) heads and the brands are beating their chest and they all mad and whatnot. But it's just like, 
you can't be upset because that's what he's shown his entire career thus far. That's his confidence. He, that's he, he is, knows he, learning. He right. He is situation situationally sound all the time. He makes the right decision. He mm-hmm. doesn't have a cannon arm. He's not that he's not super athletic like a Kyler Murray, but you can count on him to make the right throw at the right time and it's gonna be accurate. Yeah. And on top of that, I gotta give it to um I mean to to this this defense of theirs that is very opportunistic. They're a uh they're a playmaking defense and their special teams play. So and if you get that, that defensive line off the ball. God yes. damn! Yes, and so 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 there's not that so it's not that where Tua has to carry that team. He doesn't have to to have to feel like he has to go out and score thirty points a week to win. I'll give it up to the Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Brian Flores. Like he came out of nowhere and is really establishing establishing himself as one of the best coaches in the league. Exactly, um, and they so they are quickly. I mean, they are quickly becoming a threat to frankly like sneak up and maybe steal the AFC East championship. Um, you know, we'll see what, what could possibly happen in the playoffs, but there's certainly a playoff, uh, a playoff contender, but just thinking about, just say it out loud <laughs> after the last, what, 10 plus years or so <laughs> of Miami Dolphins football being in the same division with with the with the uh the uh, New England Patriots during this dynasty they've been irrelevant mm-hmm. so I, I'm happy for them like great great I I, I think the league is the league would do well to have a, a good Miami Dolphins team right I I want to see them so I like I said after seeing them be the lowly Dolphins for years it's kind of exciting to see them kind of come out of the shadows of that AFC East behind you know the Tom Brady led New England New England Patriots and running running the kind of running side by side with those Buffalo Bills though and some of the you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I mean, so I was looking forward. I was looking forward to uh, the schedules, and both. It's going to be a really interesting race to, uh, coming down the line uh, towards the end of the season because mm-hmm. both the Bills and the Dolphins have equally pretty tough uh, schedules moving forward. Um, both of them have the Chiefs, the Raiders, and then they play each other the last game of the season. Um, so they're they're going to be tested. I, well, let me say that uh, because uh, the Miami Dolphins have Denver coming up, which they should win. They have the Jets, which they definitely should win. The Bengals, mm-hmm. which you know may play them tough, but they should win that game. Then they got the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Raiders, who are real scrappy right now, and they're surprising people too. And the Bills, and um, the Bills, they have a bye bye week next week. They've got the Chargers, 49ers, but then they have the Steelers, Patriots, and Broncos, and then they play Miami last game of the week. So both of them have at least three games in front of them that they could lose. So it really is, say they both go in and they and 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 Miami loses to the Chiefs and maybe the Raiders, or say. You know, and then they play the Bills at the end of the season. Or the Bills go and lose to the Steelers. Um, it's, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be, it's good. That 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 conference is an interesting race. But I will say that I am a believer in Miami. I'm buying stock. I'm here for it. 
Yeah, I I'm looking forward to them, and they. I mean, hold on, let me just look at who they played this week. I know we didn't pick them in the picks, but I still Denver. quite. Yeah, oh, this week? Denver, I yeah. think it's this week. Yeah, looking at them, they take on the Dolphins. Will run into the Broncos. Oh yeah, Denver, I, yeah. I, I listen, children. I mm, I don't put it past them to run it run it up some more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't put it past them to run it up some more. Now, um, turning towards the, the Cardinals, um, again, you know, we, we've already discussed at, at length Kyler Murray, um, who is, 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 you know, anchoring the success of this team behind, with, of course, with the outstanding play of DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But, um, you know, their, their defense, I believe, is underrated. Yes, and maybe not in the secondary. Side. Maybe not in the secondary, but their defensive front is stout. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think they're going to beat Seattle tonight, and I and I wouldn't and I wouldn't have picked them to beat. But Seattle their defense tonight. is still kind of holding their own. They've already sacked them three times already. No, I, I no, I agree. I, I hear you, but I just feel that you know Seattle's at home. They're coming off a very heartbreaking loss. Um, Teams, especially with 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 good leadership, such as under a Russell Wilson, tend to play very well and motivated after an embarrassing loss. So I, I'm not saying that's. I mean, that this doesn't this doesn't signal the end of their run. I just don't think they're going to win this game. However, I do see bright things. I think they've got something cooking in Arizona. Yeah, and I after seeing this, this is what his the, what's the coach's name? I forget his name. King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, yes, this is his second year in Arizona, and watching his turnaround, even if they go, because they were three and thirteen last year, I, I looked. If they manage to go eight and eight, what an improvement! What an improvement! Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, like, well, they've already accomplished that. I mean, the improvement is there right before our eyes. Um. So, yeah, so they're, they're, I think they're here to stay for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Once, like I said, he figured out that they start figuring each other out. You know, it. Like I said, I always say it takes two years to, to even know if you like somebody. It takes sometimes it takes two years to jail. And guess what? Damn it, they're doing it right now. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, the fall of the Seattle Seahawks. You have said <laughs> this time and time again. Uh huh. Is that goddamn god awful defense? Defense. <laughs> god awful defense. Like I, you know, Russell Wilson. You know, we we have we have sung his praises on several occasions, but I mean, even the likes of Russell Wilson has got to at some point feel the pressure of feeling like they have to go out and score thirty plus points every game to have a shot to win, and mm-hmm. I think that that leads him to force the ball. And to 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 try to make a play when there's no play to be made, and that's led to a lot of the turnovers that we've seen from him in the last two weeks. Um, so, you know, if I mean, if they can if they can develop some kind of run game, to try to take some mm-hmm. off of, of, of Russell Wilson, um, then you know they may be you know they'll probably. I'm not going to count them out. I mean, I still think they're going to be and they're going to be contenders. However. I, I just feel like at some point that lack of being able to 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 stop anybody from scoring more than twenty five points a game uh, right. is gonna is gonna come is gonna come to hunt. 
It's but that offensive line of his, he has no offensive line. Poor Russell Wilson. Oh yes, that's true. He has yeah. no offensive line. And watching these this Arizona defense, because I know they're great. I do know that they're good. But seeing them manhandle this offensive line as they do, Russell Wilson has no time. He either has to run out the pocket to make a, a throw, or you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 hard. But you're like, damn. What what do I got to do? And their defense is going to be their demise. Like mm-hmm. I said, this is still early in the game. There's about a minute twenty four left in the second half, but they're not far. They're only six. That Cardinals are only six points behind. You and can't. we're seeing how quickly we seeing how quickly like uh, last week against the Bills they can make a strike. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know Sierra. I know Sierra walk into their office line room, close the door, but look, let me tell y'all something. <laughs> 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 we got more babies to make. Sure. Right, right. If my man comes home after being sacked four times, one more time, <laughs> like we're gonna take our business elsewhere. <laughs> no, no, she's gonna know. She's gonna be like, look, look, listen, listen. Don't let all these babies and this bullshit I be telling y'all fool you. I'm still from Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> I'll call Ray Ray and I'll cast and make this what happen, honey. Listen, like he gonna be look, he look like my husband Russell Wilson. He gonna be nice and cordial and all this, but I'm gonna tell you what it is. Like, look, all y'all can catch these hands, okay? We may let him run, but I'm just uh, him. I'm just right. not. I'm just not. <laughs> So get your shit together. Look, look, I'm gonna throw them hands and pray about it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Take a look. And then pick up my youngest baby and go the fuck home. That's just something else. Right. Right. <laughs> and dare you to hit and dare you to swing back. Dare you. Okay. <laughs> look and if y'all tell my husband I was here, I'm whipping everybody's ass in here. <laughs> I'm whipping everybody's ass in here, just so you know. So yeah, I just think that, you know, their offense is potent when it can be, but that defense is shitty, and so is that offensive uh-huh. line. And going into the playoffs, you going you're still you remember you're playing the best of the best. Mm-hmm. You're playing yes. which you know the whole new season start over. They we gonna get them again next week. So if you fuck around and lose, mm. see you next season. Right. So uh, I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily would put them in a category of falling, but the next thing we're gonna talk about, I definitely would put in that category. It's the Chicago Bears. Oh dear God! And you know, Matt Nagy and company. You know, and Matt Nagy, I've heard, is on the hot seat. And at this point, at this point, (laughs) right? Well, he's just coaching, trying to keep his job. But it's like you know, I knew that they were doomed. As much as I, you know, I love this man. As much Mm -hmm. as I love me some Mitch Trubisky, the second that they signed him to that extension, I was like, ooh, that ain't gonna work. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and then and they brought, brought in Nick Foles as if that was going to be you know I don't like I said I don't know what I don't know what kind of blackmail material Nick Foles has on people <laughs> in NFL and I'm like you know and I and I celebrated him when he won that championship with the Philadelphia Eagles but it's like yeah he's not a franchise quarterback and right. I don't understand what people don't get about like he's trying to make him one. Right, and it's like you've got this stout-ass defense behind the likes of a Khalil Mack and whatnot, and it doesn't matter because y'all can't score. Mm-hmm. And and it's like at some point, you know, you're going to lose the faith in these players on defense. And, you know, what do you, I mean, and, they, and, and the thing about it is they've got skill players. They've got offensive weapons. Um, I just it, – 
I mean, it's it's this this league is just one. It's just one of those. It's just very difficult to win without an effective quarterback. Without an or effective. or if you can't protect your quarterback as well. And clearly, you know, Nick Foles is no Russell Wilson. He's no Kyler Murray. He's no you know, He's not. He's not elusive. <laughs> he's lumbering. That's what he is. And so, I you know, I just you know, it, it's mm. it's it, it's time for them to start looking for options and. I don't think they'll do so. Matt Nagy will ride with one or the other until the wheels fall off. You do know well, that. I, don't, I think he's going to have a choice. I don't think he's going to – he may not make it through this entire season. That is very true, too. Frankly. Like, honestly, I don't I, – we, we will see. That is very true. I, I – uh, mm. Yeah. Um, so – There's nobody uh, to throw to. The defense is shitty. Like – when they when they went to six and two, I'm sorry, five and two, and everybody was like, "Ooh, the Bears, bear down, the bear, calm the fuck down." Yeah, they hadn't played anybody. <laughs> calm the fuck down. <laughs> right, they had like they hadn't played anybody. Like, let's not get carried away. But you know, it is what it is. Like yeah, that they, <laughs> you know, they they they're they're going to be. I mean, their identity. Is, well, I don't, I don't know if they really have one. To be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they, they they can't run the ball because the offensive line can't move anybody off 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 the line of scrimmage, and again, obviously, when I was the uh, when, you know, every time I see Nick Foles dropping back to throw the ball, he's under pressure, he's throwing off his back foot, he's back pedaling. It's just it's just not it's just not there. Well, he has he went down with an injury on Monday Night Football, so I mean, he may it was it was less terrible than they thought after they went to the doctor and you know things like that, but. Um, I think Mitchell is starting. They have a bye week this week, so it's time for them to heal and all that other good shit. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Mitch will start week after next, is what Matt was saying. Well, you know, I'll be happy to see him, but <laughs> not because of football. Kenny <laughs> <laughs> oh, stand up like a proud mama. That's my baby. That's my okay. baby. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Look. We're going to cuddle tonight, honey. God. Okay. Look. Look, let me go home and start cooking. Let, let, me, <laughs> okay, we gonna let me go to the house, honey. Start packing up your drink. Make sure you don't spill your drink. Pick it up off the table. Let me go to the goddamn house. Somebody pull a call around, honey. I got shit okay. to do. Make sure my good my good lingerie is clean, honey. Okay. <laughs> See, lingerie, a mess. Oh, um, uh, and last but certainly, well, in my book it is because I don't really – I mean, the Titans don't do much for me. But I said it, the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to say it the best way that even Chris Berman said it. I watch – you know, I watch NFL primetime for the first time Sunday. I don't – we get ESPN pre, plus pre would work. But anyway, he said it best. The Titans have been figured out. Yeah, I mean, well, 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 not only that, the problem is, is that um, it's not so much they've been figured out. I mean, I guess that is, but they were, they've never, they haven't been, they weren't like the, the Rams or the Ravens where they were doing something novel, particularly on offense. The issue is, is their style of football does not work unless you have a very stout defense. And their defense is riddled with injuries, and they're just not able to stop people on third down like they did last year. And that's and nope. that's the problem. 
and 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 that's and that frankly, I mean, that is their ills. Like so, you know, they get down by a couple points, and they can't rely on Derrick Henry running the ball and controlling the controlling time of possession and field position and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sprawls out of control from there. Um, and I mean, and that's, that's mainly what I see. The problem is, is that they're, you know, you, that's how football just is, does not work without a stout defense, a very stout yeah. defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love Mike Rabel that the, he's done great wonders apparently in, in Tennessee. Um, but watching them and watching them go forth lately, it's, they look real lethargic too. They look like, well. We didn't lost three games in a row. We don't have no 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 emotion, no nothing. And Derrick Henry is still a beast. Mm-hmm. But after that, it kind of just fades. It just there's nothing left. There's there's no there's no oomph like we were just in AFC Championship game a year before that. Well, also, I mean, you know, one thing one thing also we do have to take into consideration is that they did have that COVID outbreak and they had to stop all football operations and for like fourteen days, I think, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, so you know, there, I mean, there, there is that. So you know, we'll we'll see. Um, but you know, I wasn't a believer in Tennessee Titans last year when they made that playoff run. I'm not a believer in them now. I just think that that is that that era of. Smash mouth football, run the yard, run the ball three three yards in the cloud of dust, play defense, feel that's 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 the relic. That's a dynasty. Mm-hmm. And unless you do it exceedingly well and you're able to impose your will consistently on every team, I don't see that winning a championship. So well, like I said, the Tennessee Titans. Right. I do want to add one team to the fall. Uh very quickly, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that game against the the Patriots. I want to add. They made one. they made Cam Newton <laughs> look like a pro pro football quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to add the ball one. Besides the fact that Bill Belichick proved his genius once again, but uh, the bigger issue with them is is. Lamar Jackson at this point is 0-6 in his entire career when he is down by 10 or more. Oh. Never. Yeah. Like, what that tells me is that unlike the likes of other mobile quarterbacks like a, you know, like, like a Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and whatnot, is that they are they – are, exceptional passers who happen to be athletic and elusive and can mm-hmm. run the ball. His athleticism and his rushing ability is beginning to define his effectiveness as a football player. And that shows because the second when you know whenever they get down and he has to throw the ball, he's just unable to do it efficiently. Um and I think that I think at this point it's time to recognize that maybe Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson is limiting that offense rather than being its forte. Mm, Lamar, no playoff Jackson, Jesus. Mm. I just, like I said, I I watched that game and I'm like, this can't be the same Baltimore Ravens that I'm used to watching. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, on? at this point, at this point, you may not even be calling him a playoff Lamar because, like I said, there are nine teams right now in 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 their in their in the, in the, in the AFC that are nine and three already. Um, so, you know, they're sitting at, they are at this point sitting at six and three. Yeah. Six and three, but they're in the same division as Steelers. True. 
so if you give it to the fact that there's going to be a divisional winner in the East, Steelers are going to win the North, the Southwest. You've got the Raiders who are uh, who have been getting better every week. Yeah, um, exactly. Whoever comes out the out, out of the South, and then even if depending on who wins between the Bills, wins the East between the AFC East between the Bills and the Dolphins. I still think that both of them are going to continue to win generally. So, question becomes: Are the Ravens going to even make the playoffs? Ooh. Well, um, that wouldn't that be a kick in the nuts? <laughs> well, um, you do have a very valid point there, uh, ma'am. Um, they are off this week. Looks like yeah, they're off this week. No, they're not. I lie. They play the Titans. I lie. They play the Titans. Yeah, well, we'll see. Like I said, so that, that's my two cents on the Ravens. Let's move on to uh, – let's go over our picks of the week. From that. That's all I got to say about them. That's it. That's it. It's like, okay, well, you know. Well, that's right. well all right, Saints. Um, now that I've been said and moved on, we will know. Next, um, so from last week, uh, we will start with the Bills and the Cardinals. What a game is what we can probably say. Yeah, I mean we've 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 kind of discussed that discussed that already. I mean, you know, the the books could be written about that that winning um, play between Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, um, and I just and I just look forward to seeing more of that. Yeah, I mean, we both were. I mean, you had the Bills by five. I had the Cardinals by fourteen. They ended up winning. I literally the last game of the. Bills and the Cardinals, they won by two. Mm-hmm. So you were, you know, it was a hell of a game. Big ups to the Cardinals. Um, next up, the Seahawks and the Rams. Huh. And the Rams manhandled the Seahawks. The Rams, the Rams are such a frustrating team to me this year they're because they're cold. Got, yeah, they've got so much talent, but they're so inconsistent. And it's like I mm-hmm. want to believe in them. But then, you know, they 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 pull a ram. So I I, I changed that. They pull a Jared Goff, like <laughs> who yeah, is frustrating. Yeah, it's just I don't. I mean, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, I I did horrible this 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 past week. I Man, I, I think I went on four. <laughs> yeah, you did, girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's fine. It happens. Like you know. So who yeah. next? Uh, the Colts, the Colts, and the Titans. Um, Colts spanked that ass. Titans got exposed. Philip Rivers old ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still, I, I still ain't buying no soccer him, So you know, no, I'm not. I just like when you say the Colts, you you're so used to Andrew Luck and company, and yada 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 yada. But I mean, they showed up. Not that it was, and I will say this: not that I watched that game. Not that it was hard to look like to beat the Titans because the Titans didn't have no fight. It was like, okay, we let me just – and then, they, you know, the Titans are not a good catch-up team. They are not. No. They are not a good catch-up team. So, I mean, that didn't happen very well nor very easily. So, um, and last but not least, the Vikings and the Bears. Um, the Vikings won their third straight game, um, getting back into the playoff hunt, as I can see. Um, someone said the other day, I did want to call this to attention. Someone said, if the Vikings get in the playoff, they're going to be dangerous. I said, here we go with this bullshit again. What <laughs> are we talking about? 
<laughs> I don't know. Like I, I you know, like uh, Kirk Cousins is like is like a black cat. Like he got nine lives. And, like everybody hang up. It's a black cat. It is. Everybody get like I don't understand why people like he's another one there. It's like okay, like the experiment's been done. Like I've already written my conclusion. So why are you asking questions? Fine. Right. I just, I'm not a fan. He's dumb as the ground I walk on, and she stays stupid shit, and she's not a great quarterback. Um, but yeah, they were like, you're gonna be you're gonna be dangerous. I was like, who are we talking? What's happening? Wait, what's you know, what's going on? I need to be very, very sure who we're we talking about the Minnesota Vikings here. Right, right. Yeah, well. so I'm I'm truly not a fan. But really quickly, as a, I know you're probably watching the halftime show. Can I just say how fine Tony Gonzalez keeps getting? <laughs> Age does look good on him. After and he getting a little, you know, he getting that 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 retirement fit. So it's just enough. Yeah. There's still a little muscle right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just bought one of my baby daddies of the week. Praise the Lord, Jesus. And he don't even play football no more. <laughs> but that's good though, because he got more time to spend at home. He gonna hold my hand. All he wanna do is go out and do his little show and come home, Jesus. And he still got that good grain of hair. And it's it's a little bit of it's good and black, but it's also a little good gray. I mean, he black. just want a hot meal, some good sex, and he wanna go out and run and work out. I'm not doing none of that, but we'll be good. <laughs> and his hair like perfectly coiffed up. And it, per- I mean, it looked like I mean, he just and he he got his right mind. He be moving. He he just fine. Long, I just the, it came on, and then also big ups to Michael Vick for still staying relevant. He is I'm on. so happy to see him. I'm so happy to see him. He looks good, night. and he yeah. don't look crazy as hell. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. I stand for Michael Vick. I don't care. Like I know I'll probably piss off a bunch of white people right now with that one, but like I stand. Can I just for say this? Vick. Niggas have done worse. <laughs> Tenth episode, I can say what I want to. <laughs> just saying, America. I'm allowed to say it. It is, look, it is partially fifty percent my podcast, so I can say it. It, it. We've done worse. Like I get it. He was young and stupid, fought dogs. Great, I get it. But yeah. can we name a few other black people that have done worse than that? But to see him on TV, well dressed, stay, and he's been on Thursday night football and on Sunday night football, not Sunday, Sunday every week. And co- big ups to him. Um, cause I do love Michael Vick. Like I've watched his 30 for 30, um, made me even love him even more. He, I do. And I just wanted cause it came on and I wanted to say those two men, especially cause a one is fine. The other one, Michael Vick ain't nothing to shake. He, he ain't nothing to run, not say, not, I'm not going to date you, but still those two men who I, one of them have went through a lot of hell to get back to where he was and to remain relevant here in the NFL. And another one who is just a beautiful stand up man, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so yeah, that's our picks of the week, but we do have some good ones this week, yeah. in my opinion. Um, sure. We do have some very good ones. I'll let you start. Girl, you're going to start because I don't know what I did with my notes. Oh, I have them. I have them. <laughs> um, first game we're looking at, we did say the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and as we talk about them right now, it's it's not as high it's scoring as I not yeah. as high scoring as I thought. The Seahawks are up 16 to 7. They did score three points going into that game. Um, I'm still going to stand by my thing. I'm going to say the Seahawks by 14. 
I I think the Seahawks are going to win this as well. I really do want to pick the Cardinals. I just think that it's just bad timing with them, uh, you know, coming off of a, a short weekend. Uh, so I do think the Seahawks win. I don't think it's going to be on 14. I, I, I think it'll be closer than that. I think I'll give them by seven. Okay. Um, Rams versus Buccaneers. I'm going to say outright this week. I'm going to say it out loud. Go Rams. I will never, ever say that in life. Where but is the game? It is in – hold on. Mama going to tell you. I just made my third drink. I'm probably going to have to go to bed. <laughs> it is in Tampa uh, Bay, even, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even know what number I'm on, so good for you. The, my, <laughs> I am, um, it is in Tampa Bay. Okay, it is in Tampa. So, I mean, that adds a little flavor. But um, this is a hard one to pick. Because again, as we do, as we talked about earlier, like the Rams are frustrating because they are so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm actually leaning towards towards the Rams, and for run, one reason and one reason only. Well, ugh. so I'm looking for because <laughs> because here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, so we've got we've got two the the quarterbacks in this game. Both of them are notoriously known for being frazzled when they're put under pressure. And exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that both of them face that possibility this week behind. Of course, you know, like Tampa Bay's defense is is quietly extremely good. And that front seven is very, very formidable with, you know, and Dominic and Sue and that pass rush. But Aaron Donald. I think if Ooh. he has a good game when he stays in Tom Brady's face, keeps them off rhythm, um, I do think that at the very least the Rams have the firepower. Yeah, and with at least Jamal Adams and company, Jalen Ramsey, I'm sorry, Jalen Ramsey and company, Aaron Donald. Right. That defense is still a B minus. Right. Oh, as so long as you got Aaron Donald in the mix, that defense is still a B minus at very least. I'm going to – I'm not confident about this pick, but I'm actually leaning towards the Rams. And I'm going to uh, – I think it'll be close, but I'll do the Rams by three. I was with you. I honestly was with you. I was Rams by three as well. I was I, – I am I am going to keep them hot to get a hot start. Because if you get a hot start on the Bucks, you can hang – they, they don't know how to play from behind either. Because mm-hmm. then they go – they get off rhythm. Yeah. They, they definitely get off rhythm. They get to throw in the ball offset. They just want to toss it down the field. And then, like the Saints have shown, if you can get Tom Brady off rhythm, you can win the game easily. Exactly. Move him off his spot. And yep. I think that's, and I, that's why I'm looking for Aaron Donald to have a big game. Because Leonard Fournette still ain't showed me why he should get a really big contract um, next year. Leonard Fournette has never showed me why he should get a big contract. <laughs> I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think he's a very talented running back. I just think that he's like, like – one, he's fragile. Two, he, he he doesn't catch the ball out of backfield particularly well. Um, and, yeah, I just, yeah. Exactly. And our last two games, one of them I'm looking forward to, uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders. I'm so, actually looking forward to that game. I very much, I, I very much looking forward to this game because I feel like the Raiders have, it's the Raiders, the Raiders have the secret Stop sauce. drinking, her. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that ship is so that ship is so far sailed. Um, yeah, but anyway, the Raiders. 
Hey, the uh, the Raiders have the secret sauce when it comes to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I do think that the Chiefs are going to come into this game prepared, seeing as how they lost the last meeting with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So I am again. I'm uh, again. I just have a hard time picking against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So I am going to go with the Chiefs. And I'm going to go by seven, but I will let it be known that I'm not particularly confident about the pick. I'm going to stick with Raiders. Um, I'm going to go with the Raiders this time, and I'm going to go by 14. I'm going to give that with the Cavaliers. I watched them last week, and they're getting better and better each week. I, I, I just think that there's something special brewing in LA. I'm sorry, LV, that it's kind of it's kind of interesting to watch. Now, as I said again, Derek Carnum or or Henry Waller, the tight end, they're getting that special something, whatever it is. And if they mm-hmm. can if they can jump over the beat the Chiefs twice this year, they're going to the playoffs. I still think they're going to make it, but this solidifies it. This makes that ground a little bit cemented a little bit harder for them to go. Yeah. Okay, we might be on the something. You get what I'm saying? That move to Las Vegas wasn't so bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm going to say the Chiefs – I'm sorry, the Raiders by 14. I, I honestly am. Okay. That's bold. I know, right? Um, I, you know, I'm a bold woman, honey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what we do on episode 10. Ladies and gentlemen, as fate would have it, episode 10 brings us one of our favorite rivalries of the year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy because a it's on our memorable episode, and it game. So this is going to make us very happy to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, the New Orleans Saints versus the Atlanta Falcons here in New Orleans, nonetheless. Um, so I am quite excited for this game, as you all know. I am a huge Black and Gold Saints fan, and my sister is a, still a Falcons fan. She's just divorced right now. Yeah, um, she's in the wooing phase, but nonetheless, We're separated. We we she's going to watch for sheer principle because she if if they win she gets to call me and rag for at least two weeks when we go back and see him again. So, um, as we all know, Drew Brees will not be in this game, um, and we will have the likes of Jameis Winston, um, mm, mm, and uh, now. right. Well, well, I will say this. Okay, so. Jameis Winston is one, one, I'm encouraged to see that he has actually gotten in shape because, you know, he's, he used to have a little pudding, you mm-hmm. know, a little soft look, <laughs> look to him. Um, Jameis Winston is, you know, his arm talent has always been undeniable. You know, he's that that's something that you've never been able to take away from, but he's brightest. And, and that was the scouting report on him coming out of Florida State. Um, and then when he went to Tampa, especially under Bruce Arians, who tends to be a reckless head coach. So you've got a reckless head coach with a reckless quarterback. You know, the recipe for together. disaster. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, 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 exactly. It's a perfect yeah. storm. The uh, outcome of it is never good. Right. <laughs> never. So what I'm interested to see is – is how Jameis Winston performs under a disciplined program and a coach and a system like the Saints have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see if 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 Jameis Winston turns oh, turns over to a new page, starts a new chapter in his career, or if eventually the same old Jameis Winston that we have come to know and loathe comes back out and he well, I mean, I won't loathe him this week for it, but it comes back out and throws three interceptions and fumbles the ball and. And all that jazz. That he so did. I've listened to all reports. Like I said, I watched him last week, and it kind of reminded me of when Drew Brees went down in week two of last year against the Rams, and Teddy came in, and it was that wide-eyed, what do I do? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because when you're not used to practicing with the first team, because James doesn't, he practices with the second team, um, you still get the playbook, but you're not on the field as much. So when you're mm-hmm. forced into a whole half, just like Teddy was, I get, even though we were ahead, thank you, God, but I get the erratic. We still scored a touchdown. His, his, his arm is undeniable, I, like you said earlier. I will give him that. So like all the pundits said this week, I think the Saints will be fine because, once again, you know Sean Payton don't play that shit. You know Sean Payton don't play that. But under a full week of practice – learning that group, and now you have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders who are exceptional wide receivers and a defense who you have to admit over the course of the last two weeks have shown they natural ass in a good way. Yeah, that's true. This makes for a good game. It does because, I mean, even I can I can honestly say that the Falcons have played very well the last two games. Under Raheem. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and it's, you know, nobody has been able to deny the offensive talent that they have. Um, their secondary is as, as, as tough as parchment paper. But um, at the very least, I'm looking for uh, looking forward to this becoming a shootout. Hopefully yeah. I'll play this. if it becomes a shootout, that will bode well. And and the Falcons will have have a shot to stay in the game. And I think Julio um, Jones is returning this week. Yeah. So I'm going to have the smallest bit of faith in in my team. And even though it pains me to do this, I'm still not putting on no goddamn paraphernalia. But I will check. I will. I will choose the Falcons in a tough one by three just because it's a rivalry game they've got something to prove and i feel like they're rallying around around raheem morris the interim coach of the falcons right now because i do think that the players generally like him so i hope that they come motivated and ready but i think it's gonna be a slugfest yeah so my boys my boys my boys my boys i've been nervous all week and the reason why I say that is we're listening to the how long Drew Brees is going to be out. We're listening to the scrappy play that we've come. We've won our six games in a row. Um, we've done things that we, the pundits and everyone expected us to be, and our defense is finally coming together, and then we lose Drew Brees. So I'm nervous in that aspect, but I'm excited and nervous on our offensive side of the ball because we still have Alvin Kamara. We still have Michael Thomas. We still have our core, except the man throwing the ball is differently. But here's the caveat to that. Jameis Winston can still do, if not better, what um, Drew Brees does. Drew Brees mm-hmm. can get the ball down the field, four point, averaging 6.9 yards this year. 
Jameis was doing it nine to 10 yards. So you get what I'm saying. So we can make it happen. Um, Jameis is more my, mobile than Drew is. You get what I'm saying? So the, the, the mark is there. And right now, Are you British is, now? Huh? Are you British now, mobile? Shut up. <laughs> the, the mark is there. And what everyone is saying is Jameis wants to – he wants to interview for the job going forward because he knows this may be his one in a – any job, whether it be in New Orleans or not. Girl, okay, I'm about to say <laughs> any job because it may not be in New Orleans because we all know that if Drew Brock, if Drew Brees wants to throw football another year he's going to do it in New Orleans that's just the way that the cut goes but if he steps down it will be Taysom Hill we all know that now, he already signed that deal to be a broadcaster next year he's stepping out yeah so with that being said I'm going to go with my boys at the black and gold but it's going to be a tough one and I'm going to say by seven it's going to be a rough one and when I say rough one we're just going to go back and forth you get what I'm saying yeah I agree so I'm interested because the game is at noon. So at least I get I get to get drunker. <laughs> like I need locked up ever stopped me before. But uh, uh, I'll be at, I'll be at brunch when the game is on too. So let's go. They better play it like they look because I know yet last week you called and said, "Bitch, why did not play in the Saints and the and the Saints and the 49ers? They playing the Bills and the Cardinals." But this, of course, you know we're both teams, so they're going to play you guys in Atlanta. You know they are because well, you guys are also an away game. So right, right. Watch so NFL ticket, so it's fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. Um, so, with that being said, uh, we've come to pretty much the end, except for your rant, which we didn't talk about. But I'm excited to know what it is. Um, well, oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. So, I always introduce it just because it's one of my fun moments. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Kenny's rant for the night. Even though I'm nervous to know what it is. you should be. Um, because, all right, so my rant is not really sports related this week because it's been a week, y'all. <laughs> Girl. It, it's been, it's been a difficult week. So, you know, when in dating, generally. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Generally, you know, it takes about two to three months for somebody to reveal their crazy to you. And then at that mm. point, usually you have to make the decision whether or not their crazy is something that you can deal with and your crazy is something that they can deal with. It matches your crazy. Now, the prudent person will slowly kind of unveil their craziness and you know and in incremental steps so that it doesn't like you know punch you in the face which with, with, with you know with the dumpster fire like, what the fuck? <laughs> so <laughs> to the person i will not i will not name his name but you know i don't we, we, he's not welcome here anymore <laughs> if you decide to just reveal all your crazy in one weekend <laughs> and I make it abundantly clear that this is not working and we're not talking anymore. Take the fucking hint. Like this just, just like it, it, I, I don't understand what makes what what makes you think that you're gonna change my motherfucking mind by calling me like 50 times a day, showing up at my house. <laughs> I just, I just, I don't understand. I just, I, I just, I just don't get it. So, 
any rate, <laughs> oh, look, my rant is it, my rant is very simple. This we all got crazy. I know we do. I have it. I know. Oh, well, I know I got it. Have it. Right. Exactly. Right. But <laughs> when it comes to the point, and it's been made clear that your crazy ain't, ain't the type, ain't the brand of crazy that I can deal with. Take the fucking hint and move on. Don't show up on my house. Don't call me. Don't stop me on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> don't send me. Don't send me DMs asking about can you call me because you know the motherfucking answer is no. Like love yourself, take care of yourself, but just do it from afar and leave me the hell alone. And that is all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll even add to that because you you know I've I've been in, I've been introduced to crazy. I mean, I, my my last three husbands, honey, I can tell you, honey, I think I had it written on top of my forehead, honey. I enjoy <laughs> Date me. Um, uh, you like that shit, though. Like, I'm good. No, but I feel wild because, you know, I tell people, uh, homosexuals, especially homosexuals, anybody that knows me knows I am ignorant as hell. I get mm-hmm. loud, and, and my sister can tell you when I get mad, I get real goddamn disrespectful. And I don't mm-hmm. care. So it's when when your crazy and my crazy don't seem to meet on the same street, because like she said earlier, everybody got crazy. I, yeah. I sometimes I welcome it, but I need you not to match my crazy. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. I I I can get out of pocket. And I know I can. I don't need you to meet me. I don't need you to add to it. I don't need you to, to escalate higher than what I am. So even like, what do we need to do differently to it to acknowledge to show you that we? This is it. The, the the train has stopped. Get out the car. We don't need to do this no more. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? What do I need to do differently or need to say to you? And in regards to what you were referring to, all I can say is, listen, partner, go and get on somebody's couch. It's not just for white folks. Hello. Just <laughs> <laughs> saying for white folks. Hello. Oh, and, 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 and do not trip. Do not trip. This this this, this read is not uh, is not is not gender and no. or race specific. Because <laughs> no. no. let me tell you, you something. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm equal opportunity hoe, and yeah. trust me, I've caught it from every shade under the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, at this point, I am happily single. <laughs> my husband can tell you he don't know who the fuck he gonna wake up to every day of the week. One minute I am just as fine and dandy and in love. Next minute I'm cussing from A to Z. So he's learned to deal with it. He's he has absolutely learned it. He just knows that his crazy has to show up days and weeks after mine so that I don't call attention to it. But to that individual, please go get on somebody's couch. I yes. I, I I please do. It is not for just white folks. It's not for the rich white folks. It is for everyone. Trust me, a bitch knows. But mm-hmm. what we, what his rant has meant to say, and I add on to is for everyone that knows that, yeah, you got a little crazy, make sure when the crazy comes out that you don't carry on the crazy with them for days and days and it just keeps going. And you finally say to yourself, bitch, I am better than this. Let me stop now. That uh-huh. way. That way, ain't nobody got no hard feelings. Ain't nobody mad. And for Pete's sake, gays and all things in between the boys, stop giving pussy away, and it makes it even better. <laughs> Just wanted to say that. And on that note, <laughs> we will conclude episode ten. But like I said, stop giving a plus away. Stop, stop giving medium away. You know, medium. <laughs> that way, you, 
It's like, oh, it wasn't that great, so let me stop calling anyway. That way he don't call you as much. You don't want him to be bothered. Then you're crazy show up. You'd be like, fuck it, it wasn't that good anyway. So we both can part. Then yeah. when you get her away, they be showing up and be calling and want to cry shit. Because I, I have no moral compass at all. My husband can tell you, what the fuck you crying for? You made me mad. Anyway. <laughs> so, um, ladies and Exactly. So, get you some help. Be blessed. You get one life. Go find you some happiness and count your blessings. Very simple. Um, mm-hmm. On behalf of my sister and I, we have enjoyed episode 10. Um, I, I, I can't say thank you enough. I, I, I don't know what else to say except to our friends overseas. Across the pond, as someone told me yesterday, I was like, oh, that sounds real white. I'm going to start using that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. We love you. Please, as Kenny would say, I'll let him finish up. Yeah, so uh, you know, just you know, uh, as I said, we're we're live on, on on Facebook. Who that rises up, Kenny and Glenn. Also, you can find us on Instagram underscore who underscore that underscore mm-hmm. rises underscore up. Um, and, and, and just dialogue with us. We'd love to hear from you. We love to interact with everyone. And and just you know, sincerely from the bottom of our hearts, we I humbly thank you because um, this has been a very interesting journey. And we're going to continue on, and we just hope that you continue with us. Exactly. And, and each week, we're averaging about 105 people a week um, to listen to our loud asses do what we do. And we enjoy each and every minute of it. So we thank you. Um, on behalf of myself, I'm Glenn. Kenny is on as well. Remember, sports is for everyone, including you. Good night, everyone. Good night.